When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey! This is the Rich Eisen Show. Yeah! Number 62. Case closed. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Is he able to grip the football now? No, not well enough to uh, play. I'm not saying Dak loses his game. I'm saying, what is the rush? Today's guests from CBS's East New York, actor Jimmy Smith, comedian and actor Mo Ammer, ESPN MLB insider Jeff Passan, and now, it's Rich Eisen. Ah, yes. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show here on a Wednesday, right in the middle of the first full week of October 2022. We're live on the Roku channel. So we say hello to everybody that is watching us for free on the Roku channel, available on all Roku devices, available on all Samsung Smart TVs and Amazon Fire TVs and the uh, Roku app. You can get that for free and then you can get the Roku channel for free on that. And then there's the Roku channel.com for those watching on desktop, laptops, however you want to. And then if you're listening to this program, well, (laughs) your ears are in luck. (laughs) Uh, we've got an ability to be heard on terrestrial radio, the Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate coast to coast that uh, powered by Westwood One, which also has the Cumulus Podcast Network for anybody who wants to consume this on the, our podcast all three hours. There's the Odyssey app. There's Sirius XM, Sirius 218 XM 202. The app is 992. And then for whatever you may miss. The Roku Channel 210 that we're on re-airs the show over and over and over again, 24-7. In other words, you have no excuse. <laughs> Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. What's going on, What's brother? What's up, Rich? Not much, man. DJ Mikey D is in D's nuts. Morning, Mike Del Tufo, New Jersey's finest. Good case, to see you over case there. Case open. Good to see you over there. <laughs> uh, case open. Very good <laughs> yeah. uh, on this program. Uh, TJ Jefferson, lighting the candle. Lighting the candle. Sound the Timmy trumpets. What's going on over there, brother? How are you? Well, I mean, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. No. We're having a good show today. Oh, yeah, but sure. You, Wednesday's yes. where you wear pink, I thought. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I mean, it might be on some parts that I can't show. Jeez. Whoa. Today. Whoa. You know. Well, wow. you know what? I'm, I'm very excited because it's, yeah. it's, very, it's very rare um, that I stroll back um, before the show begins and see an in-studio guest that's going to join us right in the middle of hour number one. That's How about a, that? It's great. Oof. I like but, that. You yes. know, uh, words that I've, 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 I'm so excited to be saying... Um, there's so many different ways to say it. Victor Cifuentes is here. Bobby <laughs> Simone is here. Wait, Matthew Santos is here. Senator Organa is here. Um, and and for those, uh, yes, because we are that running scared fans, Julio Gonzalez is here. Yes. Jimmy Smits is here. He's yes. in our green room right now. How about that? Come on now. Legend in the game. Absolute legend. No doubt about From it. From East New York, which it. is, you know, somewhat ironic because that's the name of his new show. CBS is East New York. He's back in a... Full Police circle. program and uh, William Finkelstein, um, who was an executive producer and writer on NYPD Blue, is the executive producer of this show. Come on now. So it's basically giving the people what they want. And, <laughs> um, and Jimmy Smith is here. And guess what we can talk about with him? Aaron Judge. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, because he's from East New York and cares about that sort of stuff. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Also on the show, Mo Ammer, the comedian, he's stopping by an hour number three. And Jeff Passan will be here uh, on the phone calling in from Arlington, Texas, where home run number 62 left the yard. Yeah. And the back end of a doubleheader. Finally. On the back end of a doubleheader, Aaron Judge leading off game number two. And I strolled right into the living room with the TV on. Coop already had it on and just in time to watch it fly. And it was glorious. The kids running in the room, jumping up and down, celebrating a moment that they've never seen before. And it was Aaron Judge with the big fly, 62 home runs, a new, yes, American League record, which is the way it's being said, and we'll get to that in a minute. (laughs) But just watching it happen and seeing it leave the yard and then watching his teammates all greet him at home plate like it was a walk-off, and it was, you know, technically a regular season walk-off. He did have another at-bat. I proffer to say the next time you see him will be in the divisional round. That's a, That'll wrap it up for Aaron Judge because he did get home run number 62. And, you know, the place w- went nuts. It was the largest crowd at the new stadium in Arlington of the year. And it was just great. Unbelievably, Garrett Cole in that game also surpassed Ron Guidry for the most single-season strikeouts in the history of the New York Yankees. And Guidry, in the, those 70s Yankees, that's how I fell in love with the sport. I fell in love with baseball growing up Staten Island, New York, watching Catfish Hunter and the 76 Yankees get swept by the Big Red Machine, but then Thurman and Nettles and the rest of that team got some help in 77 with the straw that stirs the drink. Reggie Jackson coming and beating the Dodgers, hitting three home runs in the World Series ceiling game six of the 77 World Series. That was it. That was it. Chris Chambliss home ring for the Yankees to get into the playoffs in 76. And then the 77 World Series, 78, which is when Guidry had that remarkable Cy Young season. And um, Goose Gossage came along. I just fell in love with the sport. And it all just came pouring out of me last night. That's generational stuff. Kids around. It was... It meant so much to me. Really, really did. And Aaron Judge, after the game, talked about how much it means to him to see the outpouring, not just of his teammates onto the field, out of the dugout, being around him, but just the entire league. As we all know, ESPN has been breaking into live programming for damn near a week and a half, waiting for home run 61 and then 62. Just seeing the respect that he has earned, this 30-year-old kid out of Fresno, California, what he has become and what he is to the sport and his peers. It's, it's incredible. You know, I think that's one of the biggest honors is any, any compliment from your peers. You know, the guys that are out there grinding just like you are on a daily basis, they know how hard this game is. They know how hard it is to show up and post every single night. You know, so to hear or for them to tweet things out, say things like that, that's, there's no higher honor, you know, in in my book, you know, 
that's that's what it's always been about for me is my teammates and even my peers and you know the respect I have for other players around the league you know to get that you know same respect back that's you know it's I, it gives you chills to be honest uh, I mean everybody's throwing 100 miles an hour or spinning sliders out of the zone and split fingers that move all over the place and sinkers and sliders and all of this stuff that you see now at the top of your screen back in 1976, 77, 78, when I fell in love with the sport, you had no idea about pitch counts and spin rates and all that sort of business and exit velocities. But in that era, he's come this close to winning a triple crown. One of the greatest offensive seasons ever and he did it in a season where he was betting on himself. He turned down the long-term contracts and not enough. I know you're made of money. I know Hal Steinbrenner, there's something, there's some trust fund your dad left you somewhere. <laughs> I should get a piece of that. I mean, whatever. Uh, honestly, he, 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 he bet on himself. And as I've said multiple times, that normally eats a New York athlete alive. And they're 24-7, 365, long-time listener, first-time caller community spits that player out. Not this guy. Not this guy. And he does it the right way, my gosh, with that smile. And he's just so accessible to people, it feels. And two things. One, Yankees, pay him all the money. All of it. I don't care. Go lay away to pay for Stanton from from here on out if that's what you got to (laughs) do. And I don't care. Oh, that contract's <laughs> going to stink when he's 38. I don't yeah, care. I, mean, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Everyone said that about Pujols' contract until it did turn, actually, into the contract you didn't want. And now look at him hitting home run 703. What a time to be a baseball fan, Otani and Pujols, and now Judge. All right. All right. I don't, but I don't care what this contract's going to look like in, I feel you. in 2029, I feel you. 2020, and 2031. I don't care. And then number two, let me talk about this too. <laughs> to everyone out there who was just like, thank God it was gone because I'm, oh, those Vanderbilt football games getting interrupted by the update, watching Aaron Judge ground out. Your life has been so disrupted. Oh my gosh. How in the world am I going to be able to watch that uh ACC third quarter uninterrupted without Aaron Judge popping out to right or walking on four pitches. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry that your life has been completely disrupted. Guess what? If you don't like it, you're not going to like what I'm about to say either. It's a Yankee. You won't like that. It's the truth. It's the truth. Matters a little bit more. It sure does. There's a lot of Yankee fans out there, and the Yankees have an incredible amount of history. If it was a Red Sox, they'd be doing the same damn thing. Probably. If this was Big Poppy, are you kidding me if Big Poppy was going for 62? Or if it was Mookie, a, name a it. Dodger. Yeah, name it, sure. name it, name it, name it. But that aside, and everyone's, I, I see a lot of friends of mine even on Twitter making fun of the fact that Michael Kay, whose voice you're hearing quite a bit of, and John Sterling, who does the radio call, and we'll play those calls for you later, saying it's the American League record. American League record, like we're now celebrating records of just a league or a conference, if you want to cross sports with terminology to make a point. 
The reason why they're saying American League is because there is an all-time record that stands, and there are others, three players, as a matter of fact, who have hit more home runs in a single season than the 62 that we just saw Judge reach last night. And we know their names because we were all jacked up when these guys hit those home runs and were jacking them out at an incredible rate. Sosa, McGuire, and Bonds. In 98, specifically 2001 for Bonds. And I was on the Sports Center set for all of them. I even addressed this when Judge hit 61 last week, and I'll repeat it here. I am conflicted. I am conflicted because I was sitting on the set treating those moments like I've been treating Judge. And I had a personal relationship with McGuire, and I loved him, and I still love him to this day, although I haven't spoken to him in quite some time because of everything that has gone on, I, I would assume. But the reason why we're saying American League is because, yes, there are other guys who have hit more, and they were nationally. Interesting if one of those guys had done in the American League what it would be called now, and what it would be called now is what you can insert Take out American League. This is the verbiage that's being used to parse it out. But you can take out the word American League out of the words American League record and insert the word clean. That's what's being communicated. Is Judge clean? According to Major League Baseball, he is. Was McGuire and Sosa and Bonds clean at the time that they were doing it? According to Major League Baseball, yes, they were. Judge looks the same way that he did when he first came into uh, baseball. When I saw him, I'm like, wow, this guy is a, uh, a cartoon. Honestly, my first thought was like, he can't be legal looking like that. And then he jacks 52 home runs, and I'm like, okay. He even got Brockman to sing songs and put on a Yankee uniform in a video for this program that he posted <laughs> last night. Five years ago. Yep. Fun stuff. I hit that with a retweet. Terrible singing on that. It doesn't matter. But, you know, you get caught up in it. It Because you want to believe. You want to believe. And so, yeah, that's the language being used. American League record. What what, What else do you want him to say? Clean record. Yeah. Aaron Judge, first clean player to hit 62. Even though the other guys were supposedly clean at the time, but we all saw, we all sensed, we all were wondering, we were always wondering what was up. And then McGuire was found with that Andro can or canister in his locker, and then all sorts of things began to, as we know, unravel. And here we are today. This is why it's being celebrated by many. One, because it's neat to see. Two, we didn't think we'd see it again because we haven't seen it ever since the sport said it was cleaning itself up and seems to have. Three, he is a New York player and he's a Yankee and he broke a two Yankee records. He passed Ruth and he passed Maris. And he's clean. So if you want to walk through the front door and you don't like hearing American League record making fun of it, then call it what it is. In my estimation, clean. Clean record. 
He's your clean all-time home run single season champion, Aaron Judge. But that does dwell on the negative. It's an ugly history, but one that uh, I believe is being brought back into play here because so many people do believe and did follow and were interested in Judge, even though it was just an American League record because the American League is a synonym, in this case, for the word clean. What say you? 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the program. Jeff Passan has a very interesting take on this, I would think. I saw his tweet last night, him saying that Judge has the American League record and Bonds has the all-time record, and there's nothing else to discuss. Well, Hmm. I will uh, do my best to still open that up for discussion when he joins us. Top of hour number two. Ask you a serious question. If Aaron Judge wasn't a Yankee, let's say he played for the Mariners, would you... Still feel this strongly, or are you feeling a little strongly because he's I your feel guy strongly your about it. I feel strongly about it, uh, about clean or not, mm-hmm. um, regardless of who he plays for. But in terms of being emotionally tied to it, well, and having having a drum up why I fell in love with yeah, the sport in the first place, yeah, that's and a guy who I root for and who makes me and my children happy, yeah, that means more. Like the SEC foot, well, you know, like SEC football, it just means more. <laughs> I. And again, I'm sorry We're that big ten I'm sorry here, that Rich. all the ESPN viewers got disturbed, you know, three times in a two and a half hour span, or four times in a three hour span. So weak. I'm I mean, so what else were they I'm so sorry that you know that you watched them ground out over and over. I'm so sorry that 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 just you know ground your gears. But it's over. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> that was almost too perfect. Mo Hammer, the comedian in hour number three in studio. But let's take a break. Let's take a break and bring Jimmy Smith out here. Oh, Come yeah. on now. Let's do it. Come oh, on yes. now. Come on. It's Jimmy Jimmy Smith's in the morning. Yeah. Here in the stone from Switch. Let's but go. But in East New York, it's the afternoon. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back here on our terrestrial radio network, Jimmy Smits is here. We just saw a clip of East New York on CBS, and uh, um, and just again, you are you're back. Oh, there's uh, there's Richard Kind right there in the middle. Oh yeah, right Richard Kind. Richard Kind. Okay. Ruben I mean, Sant- Ruben Santiago Hudson. Yeah, you're yeah, back on uh, in New York Amanda City. Warren. Yeah, you're back in New York City. Him, I guess, it's a different role than Spin City from him right there. <laughs> I would say from his last time in New Still York. Great job. Yeah, no, no question about it. Um, so uh, you're from East New York originally. So this is like full circle for you, huh? Pretty it's, much. It, I can't tell you on a day-to-day basis when we're out there actually shooting. Yeah. And we, we shoot all around Brooklyn, but yeah. uh, when we do shoot in East New York, some of the uh, set-piece sequences that we've done have been on streets that I, you know, trampled on as, as a teenager. Is so that it's right? Just, we were shooting in a church lot the other day that my sister did her first communion and got married in and Get it was like here. it's it's so I'm I'm just flushed with memories. And I, the cast is probably tired of me already going. <laughs> That's the high school I went to. That's where I saw Al Sharpton first speak when he was a kid. <laughs> the then, thing, you know, the silly thing. That is so great. So, but at least you, you bring that bring that to the role, and that's pretty cool. So, and I was talking with you about it a little bit in the back here. So, East New York, is that a Met or a Yankee area? What is that? Well, you see, it's that? East New York, so it's the easternmost part of, of Brooklyn. Yes. So, it's close to the Queens border. So, there are a lot of Met fans. But I'm, I'm like Yankee. We lived all around New York. I okay. did my wonder years in, uh, in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. uh, like junior high school, high school, college. Oh. But growing up, we lived in the Bronx for a good while. And uh, my dad, uh, he knew the Pepitone family, which the, Joe Pepitone was of the first, first baseman. On, uh, yeah, on and that. The, in some of the Yankee teams before, you know, the, the 70s years I was just talking about, he was right, that was right around that time. So did you grow up? In, in the old Yankee Stadium? Oh, absolutely. Yankee yeah, stadium? going to Yankee Stadium and, uh, yeah, just following uh, seven Mickey Mantle, nine Roger Maris. Yeah. You know, yeah, Yankee. What do you think of Judge hitting 62? What do you think uh, of that? I mean... What does that mean to you, Jimmy Smith? It's, it's just about the, the person that he is. Yes. And you talk about DNA yeah. in uh, the storybook of the Yankees, mm-hmm. uh, that he has that same kind of... Uh, being a wonderful athlete, but at the same time knowing what team is all about, and yeah. I mean the same thing that Jeter had, and he does have a very Jeter-like quality to him as well. Yeah. Where you're, 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 an, you're an A-list star in New York. You, you never hear a bad word about him. He never winds up on the wrong side of the newspaper. You know, it, he does have a Jeter-like quality to yeah, him. No, absolutely, and that, it was just 
Well, it wasn't. I was on a plane coming here to see you. <laughs> so I, and and my, play, my my family was like, "Yo, it's happening! It happened!" <laughs> turn the turn the TV on in the plane. I was like, "No, I'm on the wrong airlines. They don't have it. <laughs> they didn't have the the feed, huh?" So oh I was watching. I watched clips. Gosh, and, but it was to think that you know people would like. Walking him like mm-hmm. Boston didn't want to really give him any, yeah, I, any juice. And he, but the beautiful thing about him is he didn't change his approach the entire time. Absolutely, he Absolutely. never. He he didn't go in the toilet. He didn't go like two for the thirty. You know, he was walking. He was scoring. He was doing what he needed to do. Walking, scoring, right? He Being was, a team player. Exactly, right? Jimmy. Exactly. And I, you know, love it. Uh, yes, me too. Uh, Jimmy Smith is here from uh, East New York again on CBS, available to stream live and on demand on Paramount Plus. It premiered this past Sunday, and we just saw a clip of the show. And I, the, the, I, I'm such a fan of yours and NYPD Blue from back in the day. I, I noticed because again, it's uh, the, the executive producers. There's some DNA from NYPD oh, Blue, yeah. like I Billy mean, Finkelstein. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. William Finkelstein, right. uh, who who started out on LA Law, sent a spec script to Botchko and started out on LA Law, right? And and worked on on. On blue after that, yeah. and Michael Robin, who also started out as a working on post production as an intern, and then worked worked his way up through the Botchko ranks. It's it's in there, inter- so there was a trust. Besides the whole East New York thing, right? There was a trust that a shorthand that we have. They have the, a, a young creator named Michael Flynn, who is just you know bringing his A game, and has also worked with David Kelly, who, who has that kind of same you know. That the, the same DNA about the words on the page, right? And how you can do uh, in the in the framework of what network TV is. Uh, you know, you're doing a police procedural, but that character is important. So, of course, you know, and and you're you're naming all people from like I guess the Stephen Botchko tree, yeah, you know, with David exactly. Kelly and on and 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 the other names that you mentioned. But I picked up on on that clip, not just your acting and what was being said, but the telephones in the background. Like that's oh, yeah. that's like old school NYPD blue yeah, yeah. because it's a yeah, working yeah. it's a working police department right. like it's the right. real deal of what you're you're portraying to everybody on camera. So when you started doing this, uh, did you have flashbacks to the blue days when you were NYPD blue days uh, on, this yes, on this particular oh, show? Oh yeah, show? yeah, absolutely. But I'm, it's it's so different for me because I'm in uniform now right. and the guy is like. The guy's vibe is totally like a rock, a pillar. Mm-hmm. I play a borough commander uh, of Brooklyn mm-hmm. who uh, is tasked with picking a, a young deputy inspector, played by Amanda Warren, mm-hmm. to, to, be the, in, to be in charge of this particular precinct mm-hmm. in East New York. And she wants to kind of like institute all of these new ways of how to deal with law enforcement and, and about my character giving her the space to to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's part, it's part of the dynamic of, of what we're going to be doing, doing on a week to week. And that character is, you know, at the forefront. And um, so is it true, just going a little bit back in the day here with you, Jimmy, and then I've got a celebrity true or false with you. Is it true that you are, you originally for NYPD blue uh, had a character that you turned down a role for. Is that true? And that that character turned into the Caruso character who you wound up eventually mm, replacing? Or is that true yeah, or false? Kind of sort of. Uh, I mean, I was I was work I was working on law and I had finished my commitment, mm-hmm. but I had a 
wonderful affinity with Stephen Bochco. He did so much for me in terms of Your career, career stuff. And he, he, I did get to see the pilot script of of, uh, of NYPD Blue, and Before but the character was written for Kelly, okay. who was this Irish American guy. And I was, I don't know if we can make that. So he he offered you the role of John Kelly. Oh or, man, or... come on, we can't. Not supposed to do this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Kiss and no kiss and tell. Okay. <laughs> let me let me just say that it came it came it came back to me. It okay, came it back. came back to you. It came back. All right. It was wonderful the way it happened. Okay. For in, in Detective Bobby <laughs> Simone. But you did get to see an actual script of of NYPD Blue before before it launched. Oh That's yeah, no, cool. I, I, absolutely. Uh, All right. Well, yeah, and let's yeah. get to some other things that you can tell me whether they're true or false. Here we go. It's Jimmy Smith, celebrity true or false. Roll, roll our, our incredible animation. Celebrity true or false. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> okay, here we go. There you go. That's our production value, Jimmy Smith. Uh, Love first, it. First one up for you, celebrity true or false. True or false, you had a brief stint as a cabbie in New York before getting regular work on soap operas. Is that true or false? Yeah, I mean, that's true, but it was. It's, these are like qualified things. I wasn't. It wasn't like I... Uh, yeah, I, you didn't have a hack yeah. license. No, 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 no. I mean, I was. I did a couple of stints. Yeah, just driving, just trying yeah. to make yeah. ends meet. Is yeah. what you're saying? Absolutely. And then how did you get on a soap? How did you get? How did you get? Well, your well first the whole thing? the whole thing with soaps was it's kind of uh, while I was doing theater off Broadway, yeah. you, you kind of like did soaps if you could to uh, date players on a soap to really uh-huh. support yourself because. You don't make a lot off Broadway. But who? How'd you get discovered? Just off Broadway? Is that what it was? Oh, uh, like started. Could... Yeah, just started doing uh, theater, a lot of theater work, and working regional theater, and it's all it's, that was. That was the whole thing. Theater, okay. and then uh, little peaks, parts on soap, and then my first TV job was on the pilot of Miami Vice. You didn't last very long, right? I didn't last long at all. <laughs> Five minutes and I'm out. <laughs> but I knew going in that that's that's where it was going to be. That's where it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you the first guy that got I was, off of Miami Vice in the I history was of Miami done, Vice? Oh, Were you man. the first one? No, I, Jimmy Smith? Yeah, yeah. Actually, it? yeah. Yeah. I was Don. I was the character yes. was Don Johnson's partner, original partner before. Right. So it set the story in motion that he got, that he passed away. So I knew going in that. that you know, that, was, what your role was, was. It was one and out. <laughs> it wasn't like I, I was going to come back on, there you know, were... with Phil Collins' videos. <laughs> <laughs> talking to Don Johnson in his ear. <laughs> no, but it was good being there during that time because, you know, I was a young actor doing a lot of theater and, and just seeing the dynamic of what uh, Michael Mann wanted to do with that show and how that show changed the dynamic of sure how did. music and story can be. Sure did. And then you eventually hooked up with a guy who totally changed television as well, and Stephen Bochco. True or false, you did not perform well in your first L.A. Law audition in New York, so you flew to L.A., got a second audition, and nailed it. Is that a true story? That's, like, super true. What happened? That's, super true. I I had an audition uh, in New York, uh, and they cut, but it was was a network audition. They was Mm -hmm. trying to trying to weed people out, basically. So they kind of uh, put all this legal dialogue in front. I just did terribly. And a, a friend of mine that I went to school with said, you didn't really see the people involved. And so come over here. And I took one of those 99. At that time, it was People Express. People Express, where you got to pay for your flight halfway yeah. over the country. Like, what, yeah. they're going to give you a parachute if you didn't pay for it? <laughs> I remember People's Express. People Express, and I took yes. it. I remember that. And I had an audition with Stephen Bochco and Greg Hoblett, who directed the, the, the pilot. And 
I had done some work with uh, on a movie uh, that Peter Himes directed, and Peter and Steven knew each other. So the audition went well, but right. you know, I got a little confirmation from the outside is, there. Is that where you first met Steven Bochco? Uh, at, at, at that audition? That, at that audition. He, I walked in, and Steve used to have all these uh, sports paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. So he had a, when I walked into the audition, he, was, he had these baseball bats, and he was swinging the bat. He was like, so if you don't do good on this... <laughs> This is what's going to happen. It's like the Untouchables. <laughs> you know, I thought you said he had Emmys. He had those two all over. His, he, he had a I lot mean, of them. I think he had like, well, how much did we determine he got in his first night for Hill Street? Was it 14? Unbelievable. Yeah, it was okay. Why do you think L.A. Law worked so well? What do you think, Jimmy? I mean, I, I, of, of course, it's all, for me, mm-hmm. uh, good television is all about the writing, what's on the page. Um, but... Uh, I think the fact that it was an on, the, the ensemble, the way the ensemble was cooking, we were like on running on all cylinders, and uh, uh, it, it just showed the legal system in a in a different kind of way that it hadn't been seen mm-hmm. before, with all its blemishes. And uh, sure, of course. Well, I mean, it's Los Angeles. Um, next one for you, Jimmy Smith's true or false? Uh, your West Wing character. Uh, Matthew Santos was loosely based on Barack Obama, even though he wasn't even a U.S. senator at the time. Is that true or false? That's that's true. So somebody had already discovered who he was and decided well, I, to... He was doing a lot of great work in Chicago. Right. And, uh, yeah. Really? I did not know that it, yeah, uh, about it was, your character. It was, yeah, it was during, just before he, he had made the decision to, yeah, to run. But it was again. It's a compilation of a of lot of different different people. Who else was involved in that? Uh, who else was no, involved in, in in your compilation of of Matthew Santos? Uh, who else? Javier Becerra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's uh, currently now in the? Um, he's now in the cabinet. Yeah, right now on the cabinet. Okay, yeah, definitely. Did you meet any of these uh, well, folks? Yeah, absolutely. You met Obama. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. I mean, no, no, no. I did. I, I, I remember being in Chicago with him. We were at a, a, a federal employees uh, speaking mm-hmm. engagement thing, and we were backstage. And he was contemplating. He hadn't made the choice yet. And we, we had a brief conversation about, mm-hmm. is my family going to be up to the rigors of what this is going to take? Of running. Yeah, because it's not just. Yeah, sure. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. So oh. did you, were you the one who convinced him to run? <laughs> Go for it, Barack. <laughs> Go and, for it. And look at him now. <laughs> yes, sir. And look at him now. You owe me. Uh, next one, uh, true or false, you used a snippet of yourself singing doo-wop on NYPD Blue to uh, land your In the Heights role. Is that true or false? Oh, wow. Well, wait a minute. How do you know that? <laughs> I so don't know. Do. These are all... These... Somebody ratted me out there. I don't know. That was... I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, I did. We did a compilation of little, yeah. Sending that on to uh, Lin Manuel Miranda or just and John Chu, the, okay. the, the yeah, the director of the one who did a wonderful job. Uh, but I, I had known Lin before, and mm. we knew that it wasn't the, the role. One of the reasons why I went on this audition for this film yes. was because we knew that this particular character wasn't going to be doing heavy lifting. Uh, vocally, it wasn't. I was. Yeah, he wasn't going to be doing arias and stuff. So they just wanted to know that I could 
blow a couple of notes. Yeah. You just said, hey, look, uh, uh, I'm no Leslie Odom, but I can still <laughs> exactly. do this. That's basically what you're saying. I used to sing on the corner in East New York <laughs> and <laughs> uh, harmonize <laughs> with the fellas. You know, do the persuasions thing. <laughs> And you used the snippet from NYPD Blue. It was one. Uh, okay. We did a compilation of little... Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Well, it worked out for sure. you got to ask Lynn if they actually got that. Uh, I think they did. Okay, good. Well, obviously. Last one for you. Uh, I'm fascinated by this to see if it's true or false. Jimmy Smith's true or false. You once sang karaoke with Gregory Peck and Sidney Poitier. Is that true or false? Oh, my God. You're making me sweat. Why am I making you sweat? No, because like, you didn't get that from me. I don't know where you get that from. We, what wow. is it? It's called the internet, right? I mean, it's <laughs> Is that true or false? Google. That's that's true. Where the hell did that happen? But I wasn't singing. They were singing. How does they, Gregory? How does one sing? Car- I did. Up I, a karaoke I, bash I had. With I had the good fortune to be able to work with uh, Mr. Peck uh, on a film with Jane Fonda uh, right after uh, L.A. Law, and um, well, I, I just get flushed with memories just just thinking about sure. it. Sure. And then I, 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 we would get. My wife and I would get uh, phone calls like, could you come over to, we're having a couple of friends over for, the, for, for dinner on, on the weekend, if you can come over. From Jim, Greg, from Jim. Grim. From, yeah, from, I was about to say, if it was Grim. And, and his wife, Veronique, who was from France and just had this little. So your phone would, even lift up the phone, it would be Gregory Peck? Yeah, yeah, Call, yeah. He called you Jim? Come over the, yeah, come, come over for the weekend. We're going to have a few friends over. And that was the time when the, the Brat Pack was like, you know, a, a thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm saying that because I'll, I'll get to that. So we, sure. I went to went to Greg's house, and then all of a sudden, and I don't want to start doing a name drop thing, but you could Hollywood. Please. This is all, Los Angeles. Oh, Hollywood. Yeah. Was walking in in that door like Walter Matthau, Q, Sydney, and my wife and I looked at each other like. F the Brack Pack. <laughs> <laughs> this is the deal right here. And to just see them, you know, interact with each other and uh, uh, the humility and friendship that they had, the, uh, the importance of knowing, um, you know, we talk about platform yeah. you know, and your brand and all that stuff now, yeah. but knowing that you have a responsibility uh, not only to entertain but to enlighten. This was like part of these people's DNA. Of course. And I assume Q, you mean Quincy Jones, right? Yes, sir. So you you sang, hold on a second, you sang. I didn't sing. I watched them sing. They had a little, all of a sudden after dinner and stuff like that and a couple of drinks and stuff. They bring out the little, that time it was a little, you know, that little, it looks like a Fender, like an old Fender thing Uh with the microphone attached. Yeah. And they were singing. And then you watched this karaoke go down. I watched this go down. That is amazing. I would love Sydney Poitier singing a karaoke with Quincy Jones. That Quincy's like the yeah, Sydney kind of hum. He, he hummed. Okay. <laughs> oh man, outstanding! I didn't mean to make you sweat. These are all just. I, did, I mean, you're, I man, your stories are just amazing, Jimmy. Uh, last one as well. I mean, what a blessing to be involved in the Star Wars world as well. Because I've got a four. It is. I mean, I've got a fourteen and eleven and a nine. They would know you as the senator. You know what I mean? Because that, that, I haven't introduced them to NYPD Blue oh, yet. No, or, not. And East New York might wind <laughs> up at some point. But um, they would know you. Is How did you get involved in the Star Wars world, uh, Jimmy Smith? I, I got a... My agent told me that uh, Mr. Lucas wanted to have a conversation. Um, and we had a phone call and he said, 
First of all, I just want to tell you, a lightsaber is not part of this conversation. So he said to you? Yeah. That was uh, the opener? Wow. We're not like, we're not talking about lightsabers, okay? We're not talking about sabers. Did that disappoint you a little, uh, bit, a little bit deep down? I, a little bit. Yeah. I, I got a little too <laughs> <tight. laughs> What do you mean I can't have a lightsaber? Hey, what? come on. No, no, but he was talking about how he, like the work that he had seen and uh, he realized that, uh, that the franchise, well, he didn't call it a franchise, but sure. that the world needed to have more of a diversity, and he promised that he would have me do a little bit of everything. And he, and that was, and he lived up to that. He sure did. The and then, because again, you, now there's the TV version with Obi Wan. You did that as well, which yeah. is dynamite. You know, I well, saw that. Well, I mean, that. it's become a a thing now, right? Now well, it sure has. Yeah. And now, in your, do you have any more, or any more plans to do any more of that Can't stuff? Can't talk or? about it. Uh-oh. I got to kill you. If I, if I, <laughs> Man, we're, I guess we're outside of the true-false uh, construct now. So you no, there's a whole thing about like origin stories, and all these characters get origin stories now. Right. So that's, I don't know. Okay. We'll see. Well, I'd love cool. it. Thank you're, you. You're awesome, Jimmy Smith. Oh, Richie, come on, man. It's the truth. Thank you. You're yeah. awesome. It's the truth. Run, Rich, run. That's right. <laughs> I appreciate that you say that. I love what you do, man, with that. Thank you, Jimmy. God bless you. Uh, it's, it, is, um, it is a blessing to have the opportunity to do that. I, I give credit to my wife and some, wow. uh, some folks at the, uh, at the NFL um, for coming up with the idea. So it's great, man. But that's what it's all about. I mean, you know, we, we love doing what we do. And uh, how do you take that to the next level? And give back and make sure that, you Everybody know, doing a little bit. That's it. Whatever my nonsense that I'm doing running in my suit, if we can raise money for kids, I'd, I'd love to do it. I got to clock you, man. What's that? No, you don't. Um, <laughs> by the way, that's false. Uh, it, uh, you you could, do all right. You, you, could, you could clock me with a sundial, brother. <laughs> that is for sure. No question about that. Uh, Jimmy Smits, check him out in CBS's East New York, which is at 9 p.m. Sunday nights on CBS. It just premiered this past Sunday. You could stream it live and on demand on Paramount Plus every single Sunday night at 9 Eastern Time. And Paramount Plus available right here on Roku as well. Thanks for coming in, Jimmy. Thank you. Jimmy Smith's here on The Rich Eisen Show. We are back with your phone calls and so much more in a moment. 62! It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. When you open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you're opening up more than just doors. You're unlocking potential, the potential to do your own thing, be your own boss, steer your own success, and blaze your own trail. Each and every Sprinter van is built, designed, and equipped to let you hit the open road and take on any goal you set to help you follow your own passions, reawaken that spirit of adventure, and check all those big, bold, fun, and exciting experiences off your bucket list. Owning a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van lets you live, work, and play out your dreams no matter how far off the beaten path they'll take you. And with 16 body types, your choice of a gas or diesel engine, and thousands of ways to customize. The Sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to help you drive your ambitions wherever you want to take them. So now's the time to discover what it is that moves you most. Don't wait. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. Sprinter van does all that? How de- yes, it does. How delightful is Jimmy amazing. Smith's that in person? That was amazing. Smith's so in the morning. Smith's in the morning. So amazing. A little dose of Smith's so to go with your so coffee. Good. You know Big what I mean? Big fan of that Love guy, it. man. Love yeah. It. He didn't want to talk about himself. Like, I literally could see, like, mm-hmm. he had stories to tell, but he didn't want to come across as sounding like he's such an egotist. But, hey, that we, he's Jimmy checking had to himself. give us what we wanted. That's we wanted we want. Jimmy I want Smith. those stories. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I want those stories. And yes, Gregory Peck says, Jim, come over to a dinner party. And then Quincy Jones and Sidney Poitier walk in the door. And, and then like, Old what? Hollywood and Walter Matthau. And they're singing karaoke. Yeah, put the Are Brat Pack me? in this place. I mean. The yeah. Brat Pack. <laughs> Take that, Brat Pack. Right. Quincy Jones. Although he like was a... doing running scared when the Brat Pack was killing it, right? It is interesting enough that like you almost didn't get a photograph with him because Del Tufo was too busy fanboying him over running scared. <laughs> I mean, that was and then, and, and it, it, it's, I'll be honest. Uh, listen, I, I, I adore you. You know, with every fiber of my being, and that is that is a, another version of with all due respect. Yes, I know. Okay, for me, Rich, um, I that. but you know, I, when 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 it's time for the guest to leave. Again, this is the whole goodbye thing we had yesterday. Like sometimes you've <laughs> got to really let people today. say goodbye. Like it they really they happened. might not want. Yeah. To continue in the linger, but he was so sweet he didn't give that vibe off. Was I was just sensing, you know, I knew that we had to come back live. I knew he wanted a photograph. Sure, yeah. I saw you physically angling, you know what I mean? Like I saw that. So yeah, you've been fine without it. Um, you know what I mean? I but, wasn't gonna get one too. I brought up this movie Switch that he did, and he looked at me and laughed about Switch, and he was just like that movie. And so I was like, all right, I gotta get it. Then you got a picture. Yeah. But uh Mike, you, you tell him about you used to drive Jill Eikenberry around. I mean that I, 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 I get it. It's a long time, you know. I know you're dropping Jill Eikenberry references to him. <laughs> Let's him know he's, he's an old school Trump fan. Trump just put his head in his I mean, hands. He probably hasn't heard that name in so long. Oh, I'm sure he might uh, might like her and uh, might have yeah, enjoyed no, hearing no, that. Years. But like, I know, I like just, the follow-up I, is like, oh, really? What would she like to yeah, drive around? Like, what's the follow-up? Like, what do you says want? It. I got to go just with the one and then just stop. 
And by it's the way, hard. when I'm I, learning, by the so way, you in, are, Mike. in college, when I used to do stand up, I had a, I had a, one of my bits <laughs> was what it did involve people. People's Express, that airline. Do you remember oh. People's Express? Or are you too never, young for never that? Heard of that? Okay, oh, so man. there was an airline. There was. You remember this, right, TJ? People's Nah. Okay, <laughs> people. So you and I, I know. 100%. Maybe it was an East Coast thing too, it was, it because like Jimmy Eastern. said he flew it from from New York to Los Angeles. It was a low budget airline <laughs> where it was budget? incredibly inexpensive. I mean, why it was called geez. People's Express? It was like people who quit can't afford. You know, to buy, buy tickets on the traditional airlines, okay. like at the time, TWA, exactly. Eastern Pan Airlines, Am. Pan Am, right? Yeah. All those airlines that are now gone. But, you know, American, all of it. You would fly People's Express and you would get your reservation and they would not just go up and down the aisle. How You know, they, had a car, they have a cart now for drinks or peanuts or whatever. <laughs> I remember they would go up and down the aisle with a credit card. Yes machine and not one of those that clearly that you would connect to it it would you know they would run your card and then you would write down the oh the, the cost and they would rip off the receipt and put like it the away carbon copy the thing? carbon copy yes. thing <laughs> wow. I, I remember that Kaufman, it was so true. i remember that and Insane. i always thought to myself and i made it a bit like you know what if you're like yeah i don't have my credit card on me like, like and you're at thirty five thousand oh, feet my wallet, my wallet. Well, you know like oh, i'm sorry i don't I don't have it. You're like, what? Are, like, do they hand you a parachute? Yeah, you gotta go. Off. Like, you're suddenly DB Cooper <laughs> jumping out the back. Nice. Oh, what's a great documentary on him? The other you know, what I mean? like, I remember. Yeah, it's good. I'm going way back here about so, that. So, uh, this People's Express, I've yeah, never yeah. heard of this. Uh, operated from April of '81. Yeah. Yeah. To February of '87. Yeah. Wow. Uh, they Stop said it was my college '87. It was uh, $149 each way across country. Yeah, that was like New York to L.A. Please round um, trip, right? Uh, no, each, each way. way. Sodas oh, each were way. fifty cents. Beer was a dollar. Yeah. And the cart also had a credit card machine yeah. on it. Yeah, it was I mean, the we're talking it was like, the choice of airlines for people who blew their first L.A. law I believe the colors, audition the and needed to fly like to L.A. GPS, to rectify right? it. The colors of the Yeah, planes. it was kind of like a dark gray yeah, with brown and black yeah. stripe. Because yeah. Eastern was blue white. I emerged with Continental in '87. Continental People's Express. Yeah. I've never been on a flight, yeah. so I'd never even heard of this. People's yeah, Express. I, I I might have flown it to go back to school once or twice. All right, Jimmy Smith's great conversation. Yeah, when we come right. back, Jeff Passan calls in from. Arlington, Texas. He was in the building when Aaron Judge hit 62. We will talk about all of that with him. And my power rankings. Hey! Yes, coming up. Yeah, so it flew to a ton of cities. Richard did fly to Detroit, so you probably took yeah. it to, yeah. to go yeah. back to school. Back to school. Yeah. Every now, uh, when uh, It was either that or Northwest Orient, oh, God. as it was known at yes. the time. Northwest, or when it was screwed up because uh, they they had some problems. We we nicknamed it Northwest Disorient Airline. That's the Michigan humor, sir. See how we said Disorient, right? I get it. Did you get it? I get it. That wasn't one of the jokes I used. <laughs> Thank God. In my stand-up bit. Just like a People's uh, Express parachute. Rich, pour one out for Cole Beasley. Announced his retirement. Oh, just wait, now. what? Wow, the Chiefs retired him, huh? Who fucks? Well, no, the, the Chiefs, Chiefs retired. Oh, the Chiefs him. retired him. Yeah, 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 he had yeah, one yeah. game. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, enough. He was like, I'm good. 
actually said he wants to spend more time with his family. <laughs> Good for him. Why are you laughing about that? <laughs> well, it's too soon. Just kind of ironic. Well, you know, the bucks of a player who Ooh. seemingly doesn't want to spend. Oh, that's not true. Stop that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You say, I love the guy more than like a family member. Just saying. Not well, you Col- shouldn't not, say that because you shouldn't say not that. Not Cole Beasley, but someone else. <laughs> oh. Cole Beasley, one and done, huh? One game and finished. Call yeah. Jules. Was it that bad? Call Jules, man. Although not today, because, you know, it's the big walk. Yeah, Jules yeah. said it's got to be at least like week nine, I think. Brock, for him, I, I think call 87. But yeah, 87 must yeah. be dialed. Yeah, yeah. He needs Gronk. That's a must. <laughs> like every day. He's yeah. got to get his weight up, though. Yeah.